Hello, everybody. Welcome to ClapperCast episode 122. I am back. No worries. You don't have to be alone without me and have the podcast suck for more than one week. Uh, it actually is good this week. Yes, I did hear you shit talking. It's pretty bold, I will say, to shit talk someone and then send them the raw audio late to edit and be like, hey, can you just like edit this? It's pretty wild, but happy that's our dynamic. I'm your host, Carson Tamar, joined by other hosts, Alina Falls and guest, Paul Price. How is everyone to doing? Clear, I was today? not. I did. I, to be clear, I was not the one bullying Carson. <laughs> oh, I, I was bullying Carson it. fully because I knew he would have to listen later. <laughs> Although you also the one Gagado, you were really in a bad place last week. I think. Yeah, uh, which was so weird. Well, okay, we like were planning to record, and then we had to like a rush a record, and I was doing it like I want to say, did we do it on Monday? Where I was like working Tuesday. We did on Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday, equally bad. Yeah, last week was bad for me. I was down bad, guys. Um, we had like a lot of assignments out of nowhere that um, I just had to really rush, and I was just very stressed all week. Oh, but anyway, uh, there was one point where I was like making fun of you, but then the dog started barking. And I stopped and I had to continue the statement. And instead, I just started getting like, I couldn't find my way out of it. And I literally wrote cards. And I was like, I wasn't trying to be mean there. I couldn't figure out the joke. I'd gotten distracted. I had one. So instead, I just criticized you for 30 seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew I he mean, was cutting everything I... anyway. The, all the guests are like, what? Carson was gone? He just added himself in the whole time. <laughs> I actually cut all your audio and just did a one-man podcast. That's how I know you don't listen to the podcast. Um, if I had a giant killer plant, would you be the first one I feed to it, Paul? Yes, but that's okay. Um, we have some fun stuff to get into today. Do so we? why don't we... Yeah, I would say so. I think this is the most excited I've been for an episode for a while. Uh, we have... The I'm start. happy for you, but it should not be me. <laughs> well, <laughs> both of our reactions in unison. <laughs> Look, I will take my successes, but Paul, I'll throw it over to you first, because this is not just the end of our month of musicals. This is also the start. Yes, just like way early for some reason. Don't really know why we're starting it this early. We've always done the road to hey, Halloween. If pumpkin spice can be back at Starbucks. We can start Halloween in August. Yeah. Too. Also, Thank it was God just very cute also. because we were trying to figure out like um, you were trying to figure out a theme for uh, the last of the musicals, and I was like, wait a second, I was going to do horror musicals anyway. We'll put them together. It was beautiful. Um, it was a nice moment of like. Uh, synchronicity um <laughs> like when i say something on air that's like fun like lol we're starting it early and then everyone's like well no but here's why like i know i was in the conversations also i know but i want the fans to know <laughs> i want them to understand that we are clever <laughs> somebody like us uh no but um yeah so this is the start of the horror um it's also um, coming up on Hooptoberfest on Letterboxd, if you know what that is. It's like a choosing a bunch of horror movies. So I will be watching nonstop horror um, for the next two months. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, so our first three. Carson, I'm going to let you introduce this because you've been doing the horror musical or the musicals a little bit more. And then uh, I'll move on next week because I think I'm going to be doing a gauntlet for the next two months. <laughs> That is fine. But, you know, funny enough, the first, we'll go in chronological order. The first film, because we have three in the series this week, Phantom of the Paradise. 
I actually, Paul, want you to take it with this one because you're the one who likes it the most. I'll introduce I, the other two, but this one. I hated oh. this film. Oh, none of us like, <laughs> got it. Okay. Just kidding. I thought you loved this. Whenever you eat, no, text something about I, a film, I assume you like it. I texted that the opening was crazy and I like had taken a weed gummy and I was having a great time. And then, <laughs> then the movie started. Um, the first act. So basically, uh, the Phantom of the Par- Phantom is it the Phantom of the Paradise? No, it's just Phantom. It's just Phantom of the Paradise. They put the V in the wrong spot because I've been calling it since I heard about this movie, the Phantom of Paradise. No, it's it's because he's haunting the Paradise. Yeah, I get it. He's phantoming the Paradise. (laughs) He's not even really haunting it. He's kind of just under contract, (laughs) (laughs) under contract of the Paradise. (laughs) There were so many times when. The guys are like, yeah, stop like haunting the paradise. I'm like, he's not really doing anything. <laughs> he's just like standing there. Yeah. yeah. Except for just when he uh, cooked beef. Um, he also doesn't look freaky enough. We'll get into it. But like, yeah. So uh, I thought it was underwhelming. He uh, reminded me of an ant. An ant? Oh, I could see that. Um, Like kind of a Disney yeah. character ant. So basically yeah. Phantom of... uh phantom of the paradise is like this 1970s um horror musical ish comedy parody thing by brian de palma um and i had heard so many people talk about how this film is like underrated it's fantastic oh my god you have to watch it so when we decided to do this i was like oh let's do this because i never wanted to watch it but i was like i should probably should um, and it starts and it's the craziest opening. And I was really into it. And then the movie starts and it's basically just um, it's the Phantom of the Opera mixed with Faust with a little bit of the picture of Dorian Gray in like the last eighth of the movie. Um, it's just so it feels like it should be the kind of camp of like a Rocky Horror um which we'll discuss and it's not and so i just felt like very flat um and to your point carson yeah the uh creature looks so scary in the poster and then you watch it and it's just some dude and like he doesn't even become a creature in like any way that's interesting (laughs) he um he gets his teeth pulled out during a uh, root a, a new experimental way to avoid infection in inmates by pulling out all their teeth and putting in metal. So he already looked weird, and then he falls into a vinyl press, which apparently I read almost killed the actual actor. <laughs> they uh planned it out, and it was a lot stronger than they thought, so it almost crushed him, which is great. I love that. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Um, Like, this film, I, I agree. Because I, I, here's the thing. The three films we picked this week, two of them I love. I love Little Shop of Horrors. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I was like, great. This is going to be camp on the same level. It's going to be fun like the others. Oh, and all the inspirations I like. I like Phantom of the Opera. Andrew Lloyd Webber really pops off. My dad. Um, and then Faust, I like. I like the, like, the 20s version, 1920s version. I like the story. I think it's a good film. So, like, combining all these elements, I thought was really, like, this, like, foundation and the blueprint for something special. 
And it wasn't. It was so like <laughs> weird and boring. You have like so much about like this character. He's clearly like supposed to be this tragic character. He has this love of music and he gets like taken advantage of and turned into this monster. But like nothing's really compelling. It's not campy enough to be like fun crazy, but it's also like not like substantial enough to be really serious i really think the issue comes with brian de palma i know his name and this director is like worshipped by film twitter so sorry anyone listening but like he just clearly thought he had something here that he didn't and he wasn't willing to just treat it like a joke which it really probably should have been i don't get the cult following i think there are some clever moments like the suicide bit i love i love that it's like the contract and stuff like that was clever but the rest of it was just like trying so hard to make something ultimately really stupid be something good. And it just wasn't. I don't know. I was not into this, but I also don't like the music. So like, you know, maybe it was just not for me. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same as both of you guys. Like, I've never read or watched Faust or The Phantom of the Opera or whatever. So this was just like a lot to sit through. And I just didn't care about any of these characters like I don't give a shit that this guy got his like rock opera stolen and that he got his head stuck in like a record machine and he got his teeth pulled out like I don't care like you have to make me care about these characters and Phantom of the Paradise didn't do that at all like okay yeah um what I think is really interesting um so Paul Williams plays both the villain and he's the composer of this. Uh, when you mentioned that you don't like the music, I didn't either. And the strangest thing about that is this is the guy who did fucking Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> and this is the guy who did the Muppets movie. And like, how? Where? What happened? Honestly, this was before those. So like, what a glow up. But... Um, I was really expecting like at least one song that I was going to be like, yep, this is what I was imagining. And it's like, no, not at all. Not one of these even touches like a, you know, B side of either of those movies, um, which is really disappointing because I think it did have the opportunity to have a lot of really fun songs and uh, moments. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was pretty bland to me. Um, really disappointing overall. And I think like, even the horror makeup and the horror aspects weren't that interesting. Um, but one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, I even wrote you guys about this, was there's just a moment where one of the, um, the the villain of the film decides he's going to end his life in a flashback. Right? And like um, our hero finds a videotape of him doing it. But he films himself apparently, as it's shown, in three camera angles. <laughs> <laughs> as he was going to end his life including one at a mirror which makes no sense in the context of the movie um and i know why they did but it's so it's like that's a real like point that kind of like shows the rest of the movie um like where they just kind of did stuff to do stuff um also the woman who sings the christine songs are is not that great um hannah baker could never I think is the message <laughs> with that scene. That would have been so much more. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Imagine if at the end of 13 Reasons Why, <laughs> a demon popped up and yeah. said, I will take over your life. <laughs> Perfect. Iconic. 
<laughs> Perfect show. Um, I will say the costume I really liked. Past, like, whenever he took the costume off, I thought that was really stupid. But, like, the iconography of this film, I get, like, why it caught on. Like, the posters look cool. The bird costume thing looks cool. It's just, like, they do nothing with it, and then it's really underwhelming when he takes it off. I don't know. Yeah, why Why Not is he me. an owl? Was there a metaphor there that I'm missing? Well, you know, he was in the rafters, like, <laughs> looking down like a bird I was like trying to figure does. out if it had to do something with, like, the fact that it's a dead mouse is the, um, like, the record label. and I was, Or, no, it's a dead bird. No. Okay, so it doesn't make sense at all. Stupid. <laughs> anyway. And if anything, uh, the I, studio kills him. Yeah, it's not. It's, it yeah. doesn't work. I, um, is this based on something? Yeah, the Phantom of the Opera. No, the fucking kid. Yeah, I'm aware the ba- like the bird guy. <laughs> is this like a comic? I don't know. No, it's this? it's the Phantom is of the this Opera. This is an original. I I don't yeah. think Phantom of the Opera so, has a guy dressed like a bird, but maybe I'm wrong. I bet someone in Masquerade is as a as a bird. Um, but sure. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, um, I'm yeah. really disappointed because I thought this was going to be the one that I would really like, honestly. Um, but it's fine. Well, it sucked. Moving on to better <laughs> films, at least for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only positive one on this episode. The very next year, you got the Rocky Horror Picture Show, an iconic film now um, about two uh people who are dating gonna get married their car breaks down in the middle of the night and they go to this castle um where they end up meeting you can't just this say doctor two people it's some random man and susan sarandon <laughs> brad and janet <laughs> it's like um i knew that she was in it but just seeing her as a child in this you're like what were you thinking continue Anyway, they show well, up okay. at the castle. I mean, there's a lot of big <laughs> names. There's a lot of interesting names in this that you're kind of like, what are they doing? Uh, but they go to this tra- castle and they meet this strange doctor named Frankenfurter um, who is building a man to have sex with. And this is fantastic. I fucking love this film. Um, uh, to be clear, I've never seen this in my house. I've always gone to a theater since I'm in high school. I've gone to see this like maybe five or six times. And like, there's something about this film and the campiness of it. And I know this is not a hot take. This is the coldest take imaginable, but like, it's just so fun that like, I don't think it works necessarily great. If you break it down, like as a film, it's not like, doesn't make a lot of sense. The ending is like out of nowhere, but like, it just is a fun time to go watch in the theater. And if that is like, that's enough for me for a film to be good. Look at my Venom 2 review. Like, it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be fun, and I'm here for it. The first time I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show was at one of those psychotic Halloween screenings, and I was so overwhelmed, and I hated every element of that experience. It was just too much for me to watch the first time. Um, but when I rewatched it the next Halloween in the comfort of my own home, I liked the Rocky Horror Picture Show much better because there was no screaming or popcorn throwing or ass smacking and other shenanigans. I feel like I could probably enjoy such a thing now, but with the very first time I watched the movie, I didn't like it because I couldn't hear anything and there was no subtitles on. That's so I didn't fair. know what was happening. I was like, why? I don't. Yeah. Did you know the screening was going to be like that? 
No, my friends okay. didn't tell me, and I was very upset with them. I was like, why would you think I'd like something like this? I'm 19, shy, and anxious, you fucking assholes. Um, I didn't rewatch it this year, but I really like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. All the songs are so fucking catchy. Like, I think are the, they? This movie by far. Yes, the they first, are. The first four are, and then afterwards are nonsense. I like was so. Uh, I will pop in. Touch I guess. A touch now. a touch me. Are you kidding? I can't. I can't. No, that one. <laughs> it's like. The whole movie to me, like I was very much enjoying myself and I was like, oh, I get this. And I would say literally it's when um, Meatloaf shows up that I was like, I could not get back into the movie. I was like, this is just, it feels like someone who like really was working on something and then was like, "Eh, I'll finish it real quick. Like the songs don't even really connect to what's happening in the movie after a certain point. I'm watching, I'm like, what is the, (laughs) like most of the songs are just like, Okay, sure, I guess, kind of. The first couple, yes, very much a musical. After that, it felt a little jukeboxy almost, um, where they're like not strong. I didn't dislike Rocky Horror. I enjoyed it, and I I watched it for the first time this morning, hungover um, at eight a.m. <laughs> like it was a very like um, no fun like just watching it as art kind of movie and it was very interesting because i've always said oh i'd save the first watch for like one of those screenings um but this is also how i watched the room weirdly enough and that's the closest i would say the the one-to-one of this where you just watch one of these movies that's known for being a big crowd event and just not doing it that way it's a very very weird do you tend to enjoy like screenings like that where it's like very involved and like is that you? It doesn't feel like you, but I don't know you, so maybe. No, it's not. Okay. At all. Well, uh, that being said, did I get blackout drunk and lead an entire crowd in Magical Mr. Misopheles, um <laughs> while wearing cat ears? Yes. <laughs> but that is the <laughs> exception that proves the rule. Um, my friend said that I seemed like I'd been possessed by someone far more fun than myself. And I was like, come on, everyone. <laughs> That's very me energy when I went on Cut Gems for Cats and I went in full cat makeup and just like try to make that experience fun. And it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So like um, outside of Cats, maybe if they did a screening of Barb and Star, I would probably have a great time. Those kind of things. Um, oh, no, I've been to two rowdy screenings of Cats, actually. Um, yeah. So Cats. If it's Cats, I will go. I accept that for you. I couldn't I love that. go because I was working, but this week at the indie cinema in Ottawa, they had like an interactive screening of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And I heard that they gave people like coconut halves so you could like clip clop along to the horses. And I'm really upset that I had to work because it seems so Wait, fun. That's so cute. I love that. Right? Yeah. Uh, I although I also feel like that's week. one of, I also feel like I that's one of those that movie. movies where I would be like so annoyed that I couldn't hear things. I'd probably have to watch it right before and then go again and be like, okay, we're doing this or watch it right after. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen my Python and the Holy Grail. Like, Oh, I've seen times, it so. a billion times, but still. It's so classic. Uh, That's my favorite one for sure. Yeah. It's so great. See, that feels very more like you guys over Rocky horror. I had no like 
delusion that this was going to be like your favorites. Well, it just really, okay, I don't know. He, it works like Tim Curry's super fun in this. That's like, what I was going to say. A like sense of camp that I wish like Phantom of the Paradise or whatever it was like, this is very my type of camp. I, well, I really enjoy the first couple. I was like really into it. The first couple of minutes. I loved the guy, the criminologist. I was like, this is cool. He even like falls apart though, as a character, I was really enjoying. I thought it was more fun prior to Time Warp when he was playing it super like this was a tragic event in relation to all the zaniness I thought was very funny. Um, I really love the opening song. Um, I liked Tim Curry, you know, anything with Nigel Thornberry. Um, Yeah, no, I like enjoyed it for what it is. But I just think in the back half and I've heard that is like that's when most people are like wasted because they're like, this is what we have to get through at the end. Um, Also, I don't understand what happened with Rocky. I understand that there was supposed to be a sequel that never came out, Um, but it just feels a little like and we're wrapping this up. Okay, we're done. Done. Goodbye, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It just transitions to, like, an RKO musical, and it makes no sense. And then, like, it, but it's dumb. Like, I, I can appreciate it because it knows it's dumb. It's not trying, unlike The Room, which is funny for a different reason, because that film thinks it's smart. Like, this film clearly knows it's dumb, and it's just having fun. Yeah. Um, I. The other thing I would say about um, this that I think is really interesting is, you know, we look through it in the lens of 2022. Um, I my dad saw this in like the eighties and I don't, I cannot comprehend how like that must've been like to go to like that kind of stuff, that underground, everything in this would have been so shocking in 1975 to like, I want to say 2000, 2000, I guess somewhere around there where it's like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Um, so to watch it now and you're like, Oh yeah, I've seen stuff like this, you know? Um, but it is also funny not knowing the music, how much the music is permeated into the culture. Um, every single song for the first couple, I was like, oh, I've heard this before. I don't know where, but I've definitely heard this. Did you watch the Glee episode when they did Rocky Horror? I've never watched an episode of Glee. You seem like you'd watch, both of you seem like Gleeks. I'm shocked. It's That's like offensive, person. I feel. But <laughs> thank you. Just called it. I've watched the entire show twice. <laughs> Carson, you're going to. Love it. <laughs> Just be prepared if you start a podcast where people say you look like a gamer and a gleek, <laughs> and that will really hurt your soul. In some no, ways. Carson, well, you certainly don't you, look like a podcaster. <laughs> the first four seasons of Glee are fun. Four sure. seasons. Yeah, it's um, bad once they go to college. The only thing now's our seen... time to announce, guys. Twenty twenty three on the podcast. Every week we're reviewing Glee. We're just gonna get through all of Glee on the podcast. <laughs> no, I cannot so watch the show ever again. I've paid my dues. <laughs> God, imagine. Do you want even more Clappercast content? Yes, we have our weekly episodes, but you can get even more on Patreon. For as low as one dollar a month, you can get exclusive commentary tracks and bonus reviews as well as some more fun content yes you can literally watch movies with us Uh, me and alina have watched sonic the hedgehog we have watched murder mystery it is a ton of fun you can literally watch a movie with us 
and we also have bonus reviews. You want to hear our thoughts on Fresh. You want to hear our thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once. These are reviews that you can only get on Patreon. It is at patreon.com slash clappercastpod. Again, for as low as $1 a month, you can get Clappercast shoutouts. You can even decide what we review. It is a ton of fun over there on Patreon. And if you are not there, honestly, you're kind of missing out. Be over there at patreon.com slash clappercastpod. Um, I actually thought about that as like a fun, like a musical episodes thing. But I'm like, we don't know TV well enough that we'd be pulling episodes and we're like that character who I've never seen before seemed to enjoy himself while he was singing (laughs) 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 like supernatural and things like that. It would just be like, I don't know what's going on. Um, Apparently there's a musical episode of supernatural. That's what I was referring to. Haven't you seen it all? I know I'm only, I'm on season 10 right now. I stopped watching around season 10. So and you stopped watching it around season 10 once again. (laughs) No, I will finish it. I've just been busy. (laughs) I got so busy and it's so bad. (laughs) It's just a Scooby-Doo episode later on also. Like, Sam and Dean goes monster hunting with Scooby-Doo. Like, also, there is a wrestling episode in a later season, my sister told me. Like, I have shit to look forward to. (laughs) I would say I might watch either of those if I wasn't planning on watching Riverdale. I just need to do it. I know I'm going to love Riverdale. Oh, God, I I really do think you'll love Riverdale. Actually, um, th- I'm have sure. you watched I the first season? Likely more. I've not watched any. The first season, you're going to be like, I don't get it. This is good. And then season two starts, and you're like, Oh, oh. Look. It's similar <laughs> to what happened with Gossip Girl, where like season one was great, and then the, the writer strike happened, and they like. <laughs> had to rush the first season it's a very weird so like the show's going and it's great and you're like super into it the writer strike happens so they have to rush the season and you're like oh my god what just happened in the last three episodes and then because that was the chaotic energy they had created you can't put that cork back in the bottle and the show spiraled look netflix has killed everything i love that's bad they killed 13 reasons why they killed to all the boys they killed the kissing booth so i just need something or let them live forever (laughs) Not long enough, Paul. <laughs> Not long enough. We want a kissing booth four, five, and six. Thank oh, you, God. Alina. Someone gets it. Joey King, the Joey King Kingdom needs it. Um, <laughs> let's move on because we're done talking about Rocky Horror. It sounds like I liked it. I don't know. To no, another it's, film it's, I love. Okay, oh, God. I will say, um, I think it would be best if you have not watched it. I think it would be best with a group of friends that you're down with neither the theater neither alone i think the best grouping would be like a night where you're like oh watching with a couple friends i think would be like the best vibe for your first watch um because i feel like i didn't get a full experience alina said that uh going to the movie screening wasn't like is too much so like finding a happy medium i think is going to be your best bet well let's move on to our final film of this week and of the month of musicals oh my god it's over Little Shop of Horrors, specifically the 1986 musical. It'd be kind of weird if we did the original. That's not a musical for Month of Musicals. Um, I, I, I'll i go just go very quickly because I also love this film. I think the songs are iconic. I The first time I watched it, I was a little more iffy on it, but then I saw it on Broadway. And I think if you can see this in a like theater, like that type of theater, it plays a lot better. But, like the songs are iconic. Mean Green Mother, I think, is like one of the best Oscar nominations ever. It's so funny that it got nominated. The special effects are incredible with the puppet stuff. I love puppets, a thing about me. 
Um, and I thought the plant puppets were incredible here. I think, though, the one issue is the ending. They do switch the ending, which is strange because they recorded and like had the other ending ready to go. But then uh, t- test audiences were like, oh, it's too dark. So they switched it to a more happy ending. And I hate it. Paul, I think you disagree with me on that, but that's OK. Um, yeah, I, I do, love we'll this. Film, but I'm curious what you think. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about uh, the specifically the ending. It's not a surprise. Um, the The ending originally is very dark and everyone dies. Uh, the movie version ending is uh, that they defeat, uh, you know, Audrey too. Um, and I just think you cannot have even like I haven't seen the Broadway, obviously, but I just don't believe that you can have the song suddenly Seymour and then go to them dying because like it's the same problem I had with that movie earlier this year, X, um, where they introduced a character who was like sweet and blameless and then they like kill her as a joke. Anytime they do that in movies, I'm like, I feel just icky. So even watching this clip, like I watched her like death scene and I was like, this is gross. And I can imagine being a test audience member. I would be absolutely fucking not. And I think on stage, maybe because you're a little farther away, like actually um, from it and it probably plays a little campier, um, it would be fine. But like sitting there and looking at, you know, Audrey one, like with a bruised eye and you're like, yeah, this bitch gets murdered at the end of this movie is so sad. Like it's it's like an irredeemable for a dark comedy in a way that I think if they did it, you just have to like really play it differently than everything set up before Um, to the point that what I think is really interesting is this ending plays better, like within the context of the movie that they made, like whether or not you like the other one better, but like you imagine you're like what it, it feels like it's going one way and then to go dark is just the, it feels like the alternate take um, that wouldn't have been made, but it is very interesting to know that it costs like five or $6 million that they just had to can because everyone hated it. Um, I looked it up a little bit and the movie rating score for the ending was 13 out of 100. (laughs) So only 13 people out of the hundred that saw it liked this ending. Do you like the, do you like like the at the very end there's like the hint that maybe it's not good because there's an audrey too yeah no that, that, that's, that's that weird. feels that feels correct to me it's like yeah sure um there's something going on but like uh you know it's a little darker but um yeah i think the biggest problem is just uh it's you can have something like that because you didn't show the girl being brutally murdered and eaten by a plant and I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm crazy for that. Um, Alina, what did you think? I thought it was cute. I don't, like, have a lot to say about it. It's just a guy in a flower shop who has a man-eating Venus flytrap. Like, okay, sure. I had a decent time with it. It's just not my thing. I don't. It's too weird for me. I don't know. I feel like I could like it if I saw it on, like, a stage play. But I was like, Sure. Whatever. Did you like Steve Martin as the dentist on I Bill Murray's mouth? Steve Martin as the dentist. And I also thought Bill Murray was fucking hilarious in it. Like that kink he has about d- dentistry. That was really funny. That was my favorite part of the movie. So uh, speaking of I also of thought which, Audrey oh. 1 was annoying. I didn't like her. 
<laughs> That's a hot take. You cheered, you cheered the dentist when they were together. You're like, hell yeah. No, Shut her I just up. It, you were like, she's me for real. As a person, I just thought her voice was fucking annoying. And every time she came on screen, I was like, God. See, that's the one thing to Paul's credit, I think. Like, this film does take itself, I would say, more seriously than the play version on the stage. So, like, her voice in the stage, it works because it's supposed to be more comedic. And I think that's also why the ending works, I guess, compared to the film, the darker ending in the film. But, like, I do agree, like, when you try to take it seriously, her voice is, like, very strange. Or, like, the ending is a little bit weird. Like, I I do think there was room for this to be a little bit more tongue-in-cheek than it is. Yeah, um, I love her voice, but I um, have always liked those kind of voices. Um, really you know, high like, pitched. Yeah, I'm like the Jennifer Tillys, like anything like I that. Yep. Um, okay. And, uh, but I was going to say, so I watched the 1960 version um, right after uh, watching. I didn't watch the whole movie because I didn't want to pay nine dollars for the three movies we had to watch and i already paid had to pay for rocky horror and phantom of the paradise and i was like i'm not doing it for another one so i uh watched as many of the music clips i could i could find and then watch the different endings and then also rewatch or watched for the first time the original 60s version and is it terrible yes is it a better story maybe like the things that happen in this, uh, in um, the 1960s version, it's so much darker and like also not as dark. But it's really funny because, like, uh, Alina, you were talking about um, the guy with the kink in the 60s version. That guy is still in there. He's played by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> and he's like doing full on like the Joker. Um, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, so this, uh, the sixties version is, um, it's by Roger Corman and it's like the same story, but the difference is the body count is significantly higher. And, um, they, the way they go about it feels more like he sucks. (laughs) Like, honestly, like the Seymour character is like a worse person in this one than he is in the musical, um, which I think works for, oh yeah, I I don't actually want him with Audrey. And so like when they're being pushed apart, you're like, great. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Also, it has this really creepy thing. Um, Spoiler alert, quick, like 10 seconds, but they um, put the victim's heads in flowers and then the flowers reveal themselves. And I was like, that's fucked. That's so creepy. Because um, it's like 1960s version. So it's not that scary to look at. But the concept of like imagining this flower opening. And it's like the horrified expression of one of your loved ones. Terrifying. <laughs> that's from the play version. Yeah. How do we feel about the remake that's being made? Quickly running down the cast. Taron Edgerton is playing Seymour. Scarlett Johansson is playing Audrey. Billy Porter is playing Audrey too. And then Chris uh, Evans is also in it. I don't like the Billy Porter part. But the rest of <laughs> I see. I even think Billy Porter will work because it's not Billy Porter um, in person. And I think True. Billy Porter's voice is good. I just think um, he's just a lot like, yeah, I just don't want him. Cinderella was a lot for me. I just don't want Audrey 2 to be like, yes, mama. Slay. <laughs> That's my fear. After Cinderella, yeah. I fear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Carson. Um, 
I'm super into um, Taron Edgerton, though. Um, mm-hmm. I just saw that uh, uh, Jonathan Groff did um, the off-Broadway version. I was like, that's a great casting. Although it does kind of change it from like, he's a nerd to like, he's just a normal dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's he's not little, what I mean. Cars. It's a little, well, <laughs> it does. He's a little fruity then. <laughs> it's also wild that Jake Gyllenhaal, like, I feel like it's weird looking at this play and the films, I guess, with like Jack and Elkins and stuff. And like, just seeing the amount of big names that at some point have touched this text. It's kind of impressive. I can't think of another production or like film franchise or whatever that like has this many big names who just like are randomly in it. It's great. I'm very excited to see who plays the Bill Murray part because now you have Jack Nicholson, Bill Murray, who's going to play it in the remake. You know, these are the questions. Um, That's what yeah. I'm most concerned When does about. this come out next year? Uh, I don't think it is dated. Oh, it's, sorry. I, it was, it's been postponed. Oh, well, it's never happening then. Never mind. I like how I presented <laughs> that as if it was, I thought it was happening. Well, that's why Wait, you read the full text on Wikipedia. May 2021, apparently. Cool. No, um, but overall, uh, I'm curious. What do you guys think of like horror musicals? I know, Carson, you were more like the, the concept. But it's not I know because we... they were horror. Like, I think you. Well, that's like, what I was. I know these were well, kind of my picks, but like you kind of pick bad ones because they're all just camp fun. Like they're not none are horrifying. They're just like campy, weird. Well, the the only other one I could think of was Repo the Genetic Opera. And I was not rewatching Repo the Genetic Opera. You weren't going to get me to rewatch Ge- Repo the Genetic Opera. Um, I've never where... heard of that in my life, and it sounds <laughs> all. All I knew as a kid was that it's the movie where um, Paris Hilton's face falls off, and um, then you watch it, and yep, Paris Hilton's face falls off. Uh, it's terrible, um, but we could have talked about that. <laughs> Is are there any other horror musicals? I don't think so oh sweeney todd but there's a reason we're not doing sweeney todd um i think there must be because on the hooptober there's one that's like starring musicians and the one i picked has songs i don't know i'm really uneducated on horror musicals well enough talking about the older films that was the fun month of musicals so obviously starting next week we'll have more horror films going until halloween the endless series uh on the twitter you can find the schedule for that hopefully soon if not already um but there is a new release coming out for despite like there being no new releases for weeks for some reason alina you and me saw the three thousand years of longing the new george miller film what were your thoughts on it i thought this was insane i didn't know what it was about going into it all i knew was that i thought the poster looked cool and idris elba and tilda swinton are in it i was like sure i'll go and see the new george miller film i freaking love mad max Fury road what could go wrong I liked it, but I didn't love it. And also, I wish I had been warned that this is about a, a jinn. Idris Elba plays a jinn, and I was so fucking scared when they said that at first because jinn are very scary. I have been raised to know that jinn are fucking terrifying. So I told my friend, who's also a Muslim, that she should go see this. But and then I wrote, but note, Idris Elba plays a jinn. <laughs> Like, this is a scary. Uh, I thought it was cute enough. I didn't like the bits when 
Idris Elba was with Tilda Swinton. Like, I just didn't care, and I didn't feel like they had very good chemistry. But when Idris Elba's, like, Jin character is talking about his past um, and all the times he's tried to be free of being, like, a Jin genie, whatever, I liked those way better because he um, lives through, like, biblical times with, like, the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon. He goes through, like, the Ottoman Empire and just – I liked his stories but every time Tilda Swinton was back, I was like, I don't give a shit about this British lady listening to this Jin stories. Like, who cares? Go back to the Jin stories. Yeah, I'm actually, I think, the complete opposite of you. I, I think both sides of the film are fun. I think, like, when he's telling the stories, it's very fun. It's very bombastic. This is where George Miller is, like, just clearly having fun fun with showing these events through history but in these incredibly stylized versions but like I, I don't know I think the conversations between uh, Elba and Swinton were more interesting for me until the ending the third act just goes like so off the rails as soon as they return to London I don't remember what city they were in previously but they return together to London and then like she goes to the backyard to breathe and just randomly her two neighbors start like yelling at her and being like problematic and like from that point on the ending like is just really weird i don't think it very rushed very rushed very just like completely separate from the rest of the film it doesn't have like the venom it wants to have and like it just keeps going i don't know i thought it ended the film on a very weak note but i think overall the film is good i don't think it's nearly as good as like mad max fury road but i I don't know i thought it was fun it was definitely worthwhile i definitely think it's like worth watching like it is gorgeously made yeah, Angel's Elba's ears really bothered me the entire movie, though. I couldn't stop. I couldn't take my eyes away. One thing Hi. that confused me was her policy on wearing masks. She does not wear it in the international airport, but she does wear it at the local bookstore. Didn't really get that mm-hmm. part, but sure. <laughs> yes, Paul? Um, Alina, please, Alina, please describe uh, why uh, Jen is scary. I'm very curious. <laughs> They're just, like, in the Quran... They are just very scary. And so, like, when you're a little Muslim kid, your aunts and uncles and grandma will tell you, oh, if you do something bad, the jinn are going to get you. It's just part of our culture. It's the same thing as, like, they're so just So it's, like, the same or different character, though, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. we still have, like, demons and stuff in Islam, but, like... The jinn in particular are quite scary. In my family, because we're West Indian, uh, we, like, my family mentioned jinn, but I was, like, for me, the word was more jumbies. I was more afraid of jumbies, which is more of a West Indian thing. But, like, similar concept. Jumbies are fucking terrifying. They're these little terrifying little demon beings that uh rome guyana and they're like based off terrifying shit so i don't like jumbies and i don't like gin and i didn't know we just was playing a gin was not ready for it <laughs> so you wouldn't fuck a gin no that's so funny <laughs> yeah i thought like okay i this entire movie is like spoilers obviously we've already talked about spoilers a bit um 
is about, like, Idris Elba falling in love with all these people throughout the years and how he longs to be free, but he, like, gets, like, taken aback by love. I just was, like, did not buy it when Tilda Swinton was, like, yeah, I want to be in love with you. I was, like, what? (laughs) She's down bad. I was, like, I – as soon as that happened, the movie lost me. I really liked it up until that point. I just felt silly. It's a very weird wish to be, like, you will love me forever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's very strange it was not yeah good. yeah but i guess it's something at least um cool well that's gonna be it for this episode of Clappercast. where can we find everyone on social media paul at price like tag on twitter instagram and letterboxd elena i am at elena folds on twitter instagram and letterboxd and you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews. Letterbox just Carson Tamar. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and supporting the show. If you want to write us an email, you can email us at clappercast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at clapperpodcast. You can also connect to us there. If you'd like to financially support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can go to our, our Patreon. Uh, we have commentary tracks, we have exclusive movie reviews, a ton of great stuff you can get over there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye. <laughs>